What's up, fuckers? What's going on, guys? What up? Uh, we are one person short again. Ben wasn't able to make it again this week. Asshole. But, hey, you know, shit happens. Oh, yeah, no, I was giving a hard time. Uh, welcome to the Turn the Buckle podcast. I am, as always, Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. And, uh, different kind of episode today. We, uh, last week... We gave our thoughts about the current state of pro wrestling. And as soon as we do that, wouldn't you know, shit done changed again. So, uh, it's not like a redo of the entire episode, but, uh, there's going to be a little bit more talk about what we think of what's going on right now. But mostly we're going to talk about... Everybody that's been released in 2021, hell, we can go back to last year, too, because, I mean, hell, there's been... Shit time. Let me see. One, two, carry the one. A fuck ton of people (laughs) released from WWE and NXT. (coughs) Uh, Even, you know, just the other day. Friday night during SmackDown, there was, what was it, 12, 13 people mm-hmm. released from NXT. So, uh, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Right now, we'll take a little break, uh, pay some bills, get ourselves to the pay window, whatever Dusty Rhodes used to say, and all that other good shit. But uh, we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. I still need to re-record that fucking commercial. I never remember to do it. Well, when I listened to it last night, it's it's just it's it's fine. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's outdated. It's all right. It's outdated. It's it's a year old. It's not the shitty indie worker podcast anymore, and it's not it's not my podcast. It's you know, technically, it's all of ours. So, oh yeah. Well, then fuck record it. God damn it. Give me fucking time. How much fucking time you need? Apparently more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 24 hours. There. That's the more you're getting. Okay, but uh, as of right now, there is a long, long. very long list of names. <laughs> Will scrolling through it. And, yeah, it's ridiculously long. And, I mean, it's... I honestly can't believe some of the names on the list. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, start from the beginning. Let's just go down name by name. Who's the first one? I found all 42. Give me a second. He found all 42. Oh, so there's been 42 people released just this year. So the first one on the list is Lars Sullivan. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about pretty much everybody on this list. What can you say about Lars Sullivan, Will? (laughs) He never showed up. I don't know. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) When he did show up, they said like free like 27 times on Raw that one night. That's about it. That's all I can remember. I mean, he never really caught fire in NXT. He was just a big guy that they gave the big guy push. They bring him up and, you know, 
I'm not going to talk anything about people's emotional whatever, mental state, gay porn, whatever you want to say he did. <laughs> That's what I thought you would talk about. Did you happen to find that, by the way? Oh, I found it. Your thoughts? No, thank you. but no he you know his what was it he said it was a anxiety attack and he just left and went home and then he comes back and did those weird shirtless promos and then the I mean that was the most awkward thing I remember seeing on wrestling since Heidenreich tried to rape Michael Cole (laughs) He was, reading, he was reading him a nice poem. It was a very nice poem. Yeah, and then he shoved a candlestick up his ass or whatever the hell he did to him. I mean, it... <sighs> Michael Cole has been through the ringer with WWE. God almighty. <laughs> Michael Cole is... I don't even know what you would say to describe what Michael Cole is to that company. I mean, to be honest, he's the voice of WWE. He's the one that's lasted for... Since the 90s, the late 90s. Because he started commentating back in 99. He will never be JR and Lawler. No. No, he'll never be JR and Lawler. And the worst part about it, I mean... There were the... There's always been the commentators... uh, Staple lines to go to. I mean, JR... Austin! Austin! You know... Good goddamn, that man's got a family and all that shit, you know. But the, if I hear it's boss time, one oh more. Oh, God, that's what I was about <laughs> to say. Let me tell you, oh. let me tell you, anytime there's a fucking major return, all we hear is, oh my. I mean, like, come on. And then every, no, let me re- is that his orgasm thing now? Like, it's boss it's time? It's boss time? I think so. <laughs> I think so, or. At least it ain't the big dog anymore. The champ is here. <laughs> Good lord. Michael Cole's mouth even shows up on Raw when Drew McIntyre comes out. I mean, Okay, now right, we're already off we, track. We're way off track. <laughs> about, uh, we talked about Lars, so let me go to talk about Michael Cole. Oh, poor, uh, Lars Lundin, poor Heidenreich. I mean. <laughs> okay, now what's the next name on the list? Big Show. Okay, this one, this one floored me. Because I didn't even know he got released, and then I see him on AEW. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? How did you not know he got released? They talked about it all over the internet. But I knew he got, re- the the release is what got me, because Big Show has been mainstay WWE for... For decades. He jumped from WCW in the midst of the Monday Night War to WWE. Uh, yeah, he was one of those you thought would be a lifer with the company, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, like how Austin and then Rock Taker, Taker, Taker. I was about to say Ric Flair, but he's later down, further down on the list. So we're about to go by go around. So, uh, it was surprising when Big Show got released. Uh, he had technically he may have been at WrestleMania last year. Technically, yeah. <clears throat> So, I mean... I mean, Show's one of the ones that's done it all. And I think with him, he wanted to do more stuff outside the company, and they wasn't going to let him. And I think that's what was made the deciding factor in him being fine with being released. 
Because I think he was trying to work out a negotiation. He didn't agree with it, I think, is what it was. My only argument with Show's time in WWE was the later years when he became the joke of the company. Yeah. Like, he was the happy-go-lucky, I'll do any kind of gimmick, I'll be the New Year's baby, I'll dress up as Hulk Hogan, I'll, you know, sing and dance, and, you know... But the- when you go from Attitude Era, like, 2000's Big Show, to that, that's where there should, there's <clears throat> something fucking wrong with creative. Right. Well, there's something fucking wrong with creative anyway. Well... I mean, it's not just with the Big Show, it's... Look at the people that they've fucked up. I mean, yeah, just completely body. fucked up. Yeah. Ziggler should have been... A multiple-time world champion. A multiple-time world champion. The biggest fucking star in the company, honestly. He's good. He could talk. Charisma. All that shit. He gets the one title run on the biggest pop of money in the bank cash-in I've ever fucking heard. And then Swagger fucking kicks him in the head, gives him a concussion. Oh, let's take him off. So, I mean... I can understand them taking him out because of the concussion, but, you know, just the fact of, you know, they give him that one chance, and then it's like, eh, fuck you. And then he had another chance to do it again when he was in that Soul Survivor Series match when Sting debuted. So he had that amazing showing. And again, nothing came of it. They knew he could be that guy, and he could give that momentum in that match, so they put him in that spot with no... Nothing else going to be happening after that. I mean, Vince gets a hard-on for one or two people, and that's all he wants to see. It doesn't matter who gets over, who's good, who's not good, who sucks, who, you know, anything like that. Again, how do we go from talking about the big show to fucking talking about Dolph Ziggler and shit? Come on. No. Come on, Will. Stay on track, buddy. First off, no, no, no. No, I did not mention Ziggler. You mentioned Ziggler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, Big Show, I could see that just because he wasn't doing much. That was money they could get off the books. I mean, they could have probably gave him a... uh, A Yeah, Legends deal where he could make so many appearances and do stuff (laughs) like that, but... You know, he probably wanted to do more than just that, so... Okay, who's number three on this list of 42 since we're, you know, 10 Steve minutes? Cutler. Okay. Forgotten Sons. I was going to say, we'll just lump him and Wesley Blake into the same deal. They shouldn't have been the ones released. Yep, should have been Jackson. Jackson Riker. I mean, I've met him, done shows with him, hung out after and everything. Decent dude. Decent dude, cool enough dude, but when you go through and you make comments, you do something to get your team pulled off a of TV, and then your team gets released, then they try to push you as a baby face, something's wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, cool dude, I like him. I've hung out with him a few times, done plenty of shows with him. Uh, some guys I came up with in the comp in wrestling have been you know really good friends with him could get him to do any show they wanted him to do and it's just one of those he said the wrong thing and instead of you know going back and being like hey sorry shouldn't have said that they just tried to sweep it under the rug and when blake and cutler tried to distance themselves you know that's when for some reason they got 
pushed to the background. But uh, Cuddler, I believe, has already showed up on Impact. If he hasn't, he's going to because him and Deanna Perrazzo are together. So he's going to go there if he hadn't already. And Wesley Blake, there was an idea that he had pushed him and Murphy both to put them back together as a tag team on the main roster, and they didn't do it. That was a great tag team. So, I mean, you never know... You never know what WWE's thinking, but with those two especially, I'm I was confused why they were the ones that got released. Next up's Andrade. Okay. Man, they dropped the ball. They totally dropped the ball with him, but him asking for his release. Yeah. I mean he wanted to go, so I can't I would say I can't blame WWE for that, but I totally can because it's uh, it's ridiculous that somebody as talented as him they they could just completely trash yeah I mean he comes up and it was a no feud feud with Mysterio just because they could have good matches together and you know the Lucha style and it was something new that WWE hadn't done or if they have done it it had been a while since they'd done it and no. And him and the, him and Zelina were a great team. Yeah, they totally did great on NXT. It's like once they came to the main roster, they didn't know how to utilize both of them. Well, I mean, we've said it a countless number of times. They don't know how to do a lot of things with a lot of people when they call them up. Mm-hmm. And now, this is something we were going to get into a little bit later, but I'll go ahead and say it now. They're going to rebrand NXT as quote-unquote developmental. Where they're doing a house cleaning of NXT, that's where the 12 people that got released Friday night were all from. Because they want younger and bigger. And the quote was, no midgets or anybody starting in their 30s. Yeah, nobody in their 30s and no midgets was the phrasing going around backstage. That's why the Young Bucks, if you noticed on their... They changed their Twitter bio. Very tall, not in our 30s. Very tall and not in our 30s, yeah. With the picture of them with those that crazy-ass facial hair they had in the five-on-five match from a couple weeks ago. Oh, I hilarious. fucking love the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the Young Bucks too, but whatever happened to that Generation Me tag team from TNA? Hmm. <laughs> They were to lump the next two together. Yeah. yeah. Iconics. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I know my wife was upset with that one. Peyton Royce is her all-time favorite wrestler. So, uh, I know she was really upset at that release. I was upset with Peyton over Billy. Splitting them up was yes. their biggest <clears throat> mistake. They were... But splitting them up was Peyton's idea. She and she said she felt bad about it. She just wanted to have more time to be a single star, and not really split them up. Maybe they could come back together when they split them up. That's when all that crap happened. She said she felt awful. Well, whether it was her idea or not, you know, Peyton could have done some single stuff and had Billy as a manager type or whatever. But the fact of how they actually went about it, just throwing them in a match out of nowhere and being like, "Hey, whoever loses this match is going to have to split up." 
and then them losing and everything. And then, you know, neither one of them really, as soon as they split them up, they put Peyton in another tag team right away. Yeah, it's like, why does that make any sense? Well, I mean, she didn't even get her chance to do anything singles. And then Billy got relegated to, you know, just comedy. Which was fine. She was good at it, and everything was great. But you know, she competes at WrestleMania in a big tag match, and then the next what? The next day, she's released. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I, I still like something that was said on uh, Wrestle Talk a few weeks ago, talking about their uh, ninety days is almost up, or it is up already, or something. It's close to it if it isn't. Uh, putting them as Britt Baker's security. Oh, that would be great. The dynamic that they can have with Britt and mm-hmm. Rebel Rebo, don't call me Rebel Rebo, whatever <laughs> she's doing now. <laughs> and if they don't go to AEW, I can see them fitting in perfectly at Impact. Oh, they'd fit in perfect at Impact, but I, I like the, I like the optics of them trying to be security, but their dopey asses doing something, you know, and two with Peyton being married to Top. Sean, Sean Spears. He'd get her in there. Do we talk about the next one on the list or just skip it since it's Samoa? No, we'll talk about him. WWE fucked up. And then Triple H is like, no, fuck <laughs> you. Exactly. I'm taking him. Uh, instead of instead of getting rid of him like they did, they should have just been like, hey, Paul, you want this guy in NXT? I mean, but instead of doing that, they're just like, oh, we'll just get rid of this guy. And Triple H called him that day, no, I'm not, yeah, you're coming back. So, I mean, yeah, we don't have to go into big detail on him because he is back and he's going to be the NXT champion in a couple Sundays from now, so. That'll be great. Not really because he's in his 30s, so. So they're probably trying to release him again. It was the only person in WWE history to be released twice. <laughs> no, they released Marty Jannetty about 75 times, I think. <laughs> Poor Marty. He can't help it. <laughs> he admits to murder on fucking Facebook. Twitter. It's not his fault he's an idiot. Well, that was a storyline I was working on. Oh, <laughs> That's not a storyline. You're 88. Ain't nobody booking you. That's not a storyline. Who the... F- it is podcast time. They're not supposed to be calling your ass. You're not in the dungeon no more. Tell the dungeon of doom to fuck off. The dungeon of doom? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is Josh sober. <clears throat> he has not had anything to drink today. <laughs> Try that again, Josh. <laughs> Tell D&D to fuck off. That's not what you said at all. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. What's the next one on the list, Will? Kalisto. Okay, Kalisto. Did he ask for his release or was he just... Didn't say. Just says release April 15th started May 26th of 13. Okay, so he started in 13. So he was with the company eight years before he was released. That's a lot of people have been in that eight-year window. Yeah. Uh, he's another one they really didn't do a whole lot with. You know, the big guy, little guy feud 
They hot shot of the U.S. title off of him and Alberto for a little bit. He did have that really cool spot at TLC when he did the Selena Del Sol to Jimmy off the ladder. Off the ladder through the table or the, the other the ladder. ladder. That popped hard. That was really cool. The uh, only person I've ever seen that was able to do the handspring back elbow without the handspring. Oh, yeah. Uh the stuff with him and Strowman when they had the dumpster match and he drop kicked Strowman off the apron yeah. that was that was probably one of his big highlights if it's as bad as it sounds to say that was right there and then as soon as it happens he gets his ass kicked mm-hmm. so he couldn't capitalize off of it but okay who's next Mickey James She's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. She's already doing stuff with NWA. Doing she's their got all, the Empower thing. Yeah, the all-women. She's doing the all-women show, which I think is going to be really good because that's going to be all the women. I would kind of like to watch that. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have it on fight. I mean, it's going to have all the women together. So, you know, Tony Khan will be there because AEW needs to... I just want them to... Do this show and show them what revo- what revolution evolution evolution, evolution. should have been. Yeah, but you know, as soon as that happens, Vince is gonna say, "Oh, it was our idea first, pal. You stole it from us." Cool, yeah. but now well, he fucked it up. up. Well, it wasn't even his idea first. That's the thing. There's been all women show. Glow was all women. An all-women's promotion, yeah. So, fuck off, Vince. I mean, you got stardom in Japan that's all women. Shimmer. And then, of course, you got the whole thing where they send her her stuff in a damn trash bag. Don't know whether that was intentional or not. Apparently, that happened to multiple people. I was about to say, that's happened to a lot of people, apparently. Not just her. Hers was the first one to get publicly... Yeah, she was, I think, guess the first one that wasn't too embarrassed to put it out somewhere. Because after she came out... Who was it? Jillian Hall said, yeah, they did the same thing to me. And I think it was Jillian. Jillian and uh, Melina, I think. I, I don't remember. I think it was Jillian Hall that said something about it. That's like, yeah, it happened to me. Or somebody was like, yeah, I've seen that happen to multiple people. Or It did tie in pretty well to her showing up in Impact in the future. If you, I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but uh, one of the women in Impact was going through looking for one of the other women. So they uh, they're going through and they're digging around, looking off, looking backstage everywhere, and then they start rifling through a dumpster and they pick up a trash bag and it's like got the tape around it like that and it had Mickey. Mickey wrote on okay. the bag. Well, she ended up showing on Impact a couple of times though. So, you know, that's one of those things where they actually, she tied it into something. So, you know, that was pretty cool that she was able to do that. Hell yeah. Next up, we got Chelsea Green. I mean, that's... She First off, that twitch when I said her <laughs> She's going to be fine. But it's fucked up because freak injuries... Is what did her in. I mean, a broken ankle as soon or a broken wrist as soon as she goes to NXT in one of her first matches. 
called up to SmackDown. She was about to get a big push and a broken wrist. I don't know if it was the same or a different one. But, I mean, you can't really do much when you're hurt. And in that company, if you get injured one time, you're automatically... Accident prone. prone And they don't push you. Look what happened with Finn. So, yeah. But yeah, she'll be fine. She's in, she's back on Impact. Yeah. She's back on Impact. Uh, she's back over there with Cardona. So I know she was. Uh, she made a couple of appearances for Ring of Honor. So, so what does that mean? for their little tournament, their women's tournament for their new women's title. So yeah, they're doing good. She'll be fine. Next up's Tucker. I never liked Tucker. I wasn't a big fan of Heavy Machinery, honestly. I wasn't at first either. And then they're gonna split. Split the two of them up just to put Otis in another tag team and turn him heel after they turn Tucker heel and switch his show but not switch his show. and <laughs> My head hurts. Yeah, and it's just, it's crazy to think about. So, I mean... I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. I don't see his stock being too high. I mean, I've ne- I don't know if he wrestled before WWE. I've never seen any of his work prior to WWE. He was weightlifter, Olympic-style wrestler when he went to the Performance Center. I don't know if he was anything other than that. He, uh... One of the first pictures I saw of him after his release, he was on a golf course with a... Cigar of unknown origins hanging out of his mouth, so. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think he's okay with the fact that he's not there anymore. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Bo Dallas. Yeah. He, That's That's another one they really screwed up on. He could have done good stuff. He really could have. Everything he did in NXT... The Bo Leave thing, you know, they didn't let him have time. They tried to not really push it down your throats, but they gave him like one or two chances on Raw when he first came up to try to get it over when nobody knows what it is. And, I mean, it's one of those things. They didn't have anything for him. He was sitting in catering at every show. I mean... Yep. It had been a year and a half, two years since he was even used on a house show. So, I mean, he was he did, there. He did a couple stuff with Curtis. There's the B team for a while. He was with the Miztourage that turned into the B team. So that was there for a little bit. Got him on TV for a little while. Yes, I mean, it. I can't really say that it caught me by surprise that he got released. Just the fact that they waited so long to release him, I think, was the biggest yeah. surprise to me. I mean, and there was that rumor that was going around when the theme made his comeback that it was actually Bo Dallas in, the, in there because there was extra padding. It didn't look as big as Bray. And maybe there was a rumor that Bray finally got Bo to work with him and they were going to work together somehow and he was going to be part of the fun house. Of course, that never happened. So I think somebody showed a clip from that pay-per-view of Bo leaving with his gear. So we thought that, maybe okay, maybe it was him. But, yeah. Oh, 
Who's next on the list? One no one cares about. Which uh, is? Mojo Rowley. Nah, I did not care. Uh, yeah, that Mojo Rowley, the... The hype gimmick was... He looked like a guy on crack, honestly, that's it. The best thing that Mojo Raleigh did was his tag team with Ryder. The hype bros gimmick. I liked that. It wasn't the greatest, but it was actually something for him to do. And then they turn him heel, and he does that weird mirror broken paint. mirror painted face deal. Which never turned out to anything. I read, or... Yes, it did. It got Gronkowski in the WWE. Yeah, because that was something they needed. <laughs> I, uh, good Lord. Shit's going to make my head hurt. I'm going to need to take a bunch of ibuprofen after this podcast. No, next is Blake, but we grouped him in with Cutler. Yeah, we already talked about Wesley Blake. Kavita to V. Who? Kavita. Just some Indian wrestler. Never really saw her that much. Okay, so... Big Lady Mae Young Classic. Big Lady Mae Young. I didn't watch the Mae Young Classic, so, I mean, no offense to... Who? Kavita to Kavita. Kavita. No offense to Kavita. I don't know who the fuck she was, <laughs> so I'm not going to comment because I'm not going to say... She oh, didn't she, do much. Well, I'm not going to say she was good. I'm not going to say she was horrible. I'm not going to say she didn't get a fair shake because I don't fucking know. So, who's next on the list? Jessamine Duke. That... That whole trio, four women, that was a missed opportunity right there. They wanted the, they wanted the fucking four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Yeah, but it was, it was a pipe dream. It was pointless. It was never going to happen. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, I mean, Jessamine. Her and Marina Shafir, she got released too. I know she's going to be on the list down somewhere. Uh, that Marina surprised me more than Jessamine just because she's married to Roger. Roderick Strong. So that's the biggest reason why. But, I mean, they needed women's tag teams. So why release a tag team? Yeah, I mean, all they ever did was when they was actually getting on TV... They was, you know, the lackeys for Shayna, helping her win her matches and retain the NXT Women's title when she was champion. And after after she lost the title, they they disappeared. You'd think they would have put them on TV, let them have matches and stuff like that. But they never did. Which I, mean, I don't know. Why not? They should have just kept working with them and trying to help them get better. I mean, they're, they're doing that right now with Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're working with them, trying to get them better so they can be on TV more and do more. And that fucking neckbreaker 450 combo, I like. But, I mean, you could tell when they did that tag match on NXT with uh, Taya, Frankie Monet. You could tell she was the veteran and she was leading all the other three that was in the match. Next is Vanessa Bourne. I mean, it's nothing that didn't really do much. She had a few matches on NXT. That's another missed opportunity. Yeah. I think. They should have done a lot more with her in NXT. The gimmick that Taya Valkyrie's doing right now, the Frankie Monet fashionista with the little dog, that should have been Vanessa. I can agree with that. They should have gave that to her. She should have been this 
bougie, I'm better than you type mm-hmm. that Aaliyah tried to do there for a little yeah. while. And they should have had, they honestly should have had Vanessa and Aaliyah as a Mean Girls tag team. Mm-hmm. I mean, my opinion, that would have been something good. Like I said, they want women's tag teams, but when they have women that are similar, you know, something like that, they won't put them together. They won't pull the trigger on making them a team. And that is hot shot two random. All right, they did. They kind of did that, putting them together, doing the whole Mean Girls shtick for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But then they pulled Vanessa off TV. They put Aaliyah with Robert, Robert Stone and. So, uh, who we got next on the list? The next two, I don't think ever really made it to TV. Made it to TV, but Skylar Story and Ezra Judge. Okay, again, I don't know either one of them, so I'm not going to say didn't get a fair shake, didn't do good, didn't do bad, any of that. So, next up is Alexander Wolf. It surprised me mainly because they just used him and broke him off from. Imperium. Imperium, like, the day before they released him. He, uh... So it made you think there was going to be, like, a little angle, maybe he was going to fight the members of Imperium. Yeah, it's like he was going to go after Imperium, and I mean... Maybe at least to a match with Walter. If maybe they would have kept him in NXT UK, he could have done that. Yeah. And that could have been a good storyline going through to have another challenger for Walter. Walter, Walter... Walter. I mean, you never know what could have been, especially with something like that, because he was great in Sanity. There's another missed opportunity. God. Uh, I mean, hell, we could talk about Sanity as a group if we wanted to. Yeah. Because I know Killian Dane's going to be on the list a little further down. Yeah. Eric Young was last year. And Eric Young, he was last year, but still, you know, that's three guys right there. It was a fucking badass group that they call up to the main roster and completely shit on because Vince didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Vince doesn't watch NXT just from the simple fact of how bad they screwed him up. I mean, that was a ready-made faction that was right there. They bring them up. They could have fucking dominated. They could have been a fuck ton better than what Retribution was. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of doing that, they split them up. They don't know. They send uh, Killian Dane, Big Damo. They send him back to NXT. They get rid of Eric Young. Uh, they send Alexander to NXT UK. Then they bring him back over in Imperium, which is a complete 360 from the Sanity gimmick. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely different. And he, you know, knocked both of them out of the park from the crazy-ass member of Sanity to the... Uh, the ring is sacred, general. Right. So, I mean, that was... All of Sanity is a surprise to me. And then the fact that Nikki's the only one left out of all of them and... Has a shit gimmick. You can't shit on it because she came up with it and it's got her own TV. I don't care. I still don't like it. I, you don't... I know, and nobody really likes it. I don't think Nikki even likes it. (laughs) I think she did this as a fuck you to Vince and get a damn title. If I play this long enough, maybe I'll be a champion. (laughs) I I guarantee she walked up to Vince and like, I got an idea. (laughs) 
I'm gonna be <laughs> sorta a superhero. Who's next? This one kind of hurt me. Oh fuck, Velveteen. Oh god, Ugh. that right there. If you want a more perfect example of what Vince fucking wants—a ready-made, homegrown young talent that could have been the biggest star in the history of this business—that was him. I put. My it's nose. his own fucking fault. He got released for sending dick pics to an underage guy. Well, no, that was all fucking fabricated. He came back and made a big-ass statement. He was talking to this kid. Apparently, he was trying to get this kid advice on how to train. A lot of shit got taken out of context. A lot of shit got taken out of context. The whole, what school do you go to? That was supposedly him asking what wrestling school he was going to. Because he made this whole big-ass statement, but he was trying to do it in character. So, that was where he was fucking stupid right there. Trying to be in character as Velveteen, giving advice to a kid when he should have known fucking better. He should have just fucking said, blah, 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 no. But, yeah. He fucked that up by doing stupid shit like that. So, I mean, yeah, basically, Velveteen Dream shot himself in the foot. Yeah. I mean, it's his own damn fault. I, correspondence of any kind like that shouldn't have been done at all. No. Especially not somebody underage or whatever, yeah. Like I said, there's so many different stories, and as soon as it came out, they fucking drilled him. Everybody fucking wanted to cancel him. They wanted him fired. They wanted him arrested. If the full story's still out there, we don't have the full story, possibly. I don't know. I'm but... just saying, this cancel culture shit needs to stop. Oh, look what's going on with Darby it's Allen. It's not going to. They're trying to fucking screw Darby Allen now. But yeah, it's, that was probably... Uh, when John Cena attached you as the next big thing, you know you... You had a star right there. He had an incredible gimmick that he fucking lived the minute he walked through that curtain. He was good. He was talented. You know, all this stuff. But since he's been released, that's one name you've not heard anything about. No. I mean, he's done. He's not going to be able to get booked anywhere. Because literally, like, he got announced as books for a show, and then, like, literally a couple hours later, they canceled him. I mean, it's just as bad as, uh, why can I not fucking think of his name? I don't know. What do they do? The Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah. I mean, people find out Joey Ryan's on a show and they'll pull pull their guys out. Tony Khan, when he found out that some of his... The AEW guys were going to be on a show that Joey Ryan had anything to do with. He pulled them off of it. I mean, Velveteen's going to be the same way. Which really sucks because, <clears throat> I mean, truth or whatever happened, him having these correspondents really fucked him up. But yeah, his whole career is fucking ruined. Who's next? Strowman. That really surprised me. That's probably the second... Second biggest shocker. That's number two or three on the list of biggest surprises. He was just in the main event of the last pay-per-view prior to being released for the Universal Championship. WrestleMania. Backlash. Backlash. I mean, Jesus. It's twice you've got choked over here. What the fuck? I know, not in the fun way either. But, yeah, I mean, he was just in the main event, triple threat match for the heavyweight title. Is he, he, he took the pin in that match, didn't he? I think so. I think we'll 
Okay, so that's why he was in the match, was to take the pin. So, you know, either way, he was just in the main event. So it's going to be a big surprise. They're saying it's a big money deal. They're cutting costs because their record profits weren't enough. That makes it's so. Just, it's just so ridiculous because they're they have all these big ass contracts that they signed these people a couple of years ago to prevent them from going to AEW. So they're like, here, more money, more money, don't go to AEW. And now they're fucking biting themselves in the foot, which still doesn't mean a big deal because they're releasing people for budget cuts, but they're recording record profits. So it doesn't make sense to them. Next up is my girl Lana. I see her eventually going to AEW and being with Rusev. Miro. Oh, yeah, Miro. <laughs> like, that. it bothers me for the simple fact that she worked her ass off to prove herself. Yeah, and that whole gimmick of... How many times does she get put through the fucking announce table? Twelve. <laughs> yeah, fucking plenty. I mean... And no payoff. Twelve times... No. Wrestle Talk made a, uh, a segment about it where they counted. <laughs> okay, so it's 12 times. There's four episodes a month, so that's three months worth of going through the announce table on every fucking TV show. Yeah. And it led to nothing. What? When was she released? June, June, June 2nd. 2nd. June 2nd. So it wasn't the right after WrestleMania, but she was in the same WrestleMania tag match that yeah, iconic Billy Kay was in. No, no Peyton Billy wasn't in it. Oh, yeah, Billy, Billy Kay, Kay was. So, I mean, they really didn't have anything for her. They tried to put her, they put her in this tag team, and they put her in the, uh, they both have blonde hair tag team, and then they put but her they in the, they both dance single. tag team. and They could have pushed her single and worked with it. They probably could have, but was she confident enough in her wrestling ability? But the thing, she probably, prob- at the time, probably not, but she wanted to prove herself. Oh, I know. And that's I know. all it takes a lot of times. Yep. You give someone just a little bit of a push, and yeah, either they fly or they fall. But we don't know what she would have been able to do because they never would have, they never gave her the chance. That is true, but like I said, you know, they tried this tag team, that tag team, this tag team, and when they tried that much stuff with somebody, they're but gonna also, wind up. Most of the women hated Lana. More mm-hmm. Even Natalia, for the longest, thought that Lana was the most annoying bitch on the roster because she kept asking her for help, asking her questions, wanting to train with her. Like. When you're the veteran, that's what happens. I mean, maybe sending her to NXT would have been better, like they've done with Mandy Rose, I guess. Yeah. Which confuses the shit out of me. I think Mandy chose to go back. Well, it was a quote-unquote trade. Mandy They sent Mandy down, and they pushed Aaliyah up. But Aaliyah hadn't been on TV. So, I mean... No, I don't think she's been on TV since they called her the main roster. Well, no, she's at that spot with Robert Stone where she attacked Robert Stone on NXT TV when she woke up with him. Yeah, that was her call-up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Since she's been called up, I don't think oh, she's yeah, been... No. no, she hasn't. Yeah, I'm warm. Buddy Murphy. Oh, I can't wait for him. I, that was a mistake. It's such a mistake. 
that was a huge fucking mistake because he's going to show up and he's going to be Kenny Omega's surprise opponent at the fucking pay-per-view and they're going to have a 12-star Tokyo Dome match <laughs> and it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Kenny Omega says, that's who I want to work. I mean, you know when there's something there. Oh, yeah. And that gym picture where he's fucking shredded. But you got to think, though. With AEW, they have plans. Yeah. The thing is, they have plans for people that have been released already. They're just trying to make sure they can get the people on the roster. Right. Like, they think 15 steps ahead for whatever they got planned. Well, <laughs> he's already released the video. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to Black. It's similar hell. It's almost the same fucking video. Yeah. The same video... Alistair Black, John Moxley, and now Buddy Murphy have all basically put out the same fucking video. Mm-hmm. I've been in prison. I've been locked away. I'm free now. Well, speaking of, Alistair's the next one. That was a fuck up. Vince McMahon's a goddamn idiot. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot for this one. <laughs> I mean, he is so fucking creative and so fucking. He's a fucking genius when it comes to creativity in his character. I mean, my God. He's fucking. He's fucking amazing. Yes. I mean, he's great in the ring. He's. I've not seen him have a bad match, period. Never. Yeah, any match I've ever seen him in, be it, you know, from NXT on up, I. I'm going to admit it. I don't follow a lot of independent stuff. So I had to look, go back and see, you know, highlights, Tommy End highlights whenever they brought him up. And I'm like, okay, who's this guy? But I mean, he's fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then he wants, to, he goes through and just like you said, the creativity, of, you know, coming up with the angle. And then when they call him up, the stupid ass yeah. fucking gimmick. Somebody knock on my door. Take a fight with me. I want to fight. Come fight me. Knock on my door. Fight me. No. Go out there and fucking confront somebody and fight that way. You know, do something. Just don't. He could have not been as, but he could have paralleled Taker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have been that. No doubt. He could have been this generation's Undertaker. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, they wanted to try it with Bray Wyatt, but Bray couldn't pull it. See, I think Bray could. I don't think they gave him chance enough to, just I mean, because if if they would have done the right thing and put Bray over on Cena at that... WrestleMania was it, WrestleMania? it was WrestleMania. If they would have put Bray over, Cena going over in that match is what killed the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Just like Cena going over on the Nexus is what killed the Nexus. I mean, but Bray could have done it because this is the guy that built an entire angle for WrestleMania with The Undertaker by himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only that, but I mean, you go through and... John Cena is the most over guy at that time. I mean, he is the huge star. He's the main attraction on everything. And when he comes out, they're singing to John Cena. He's got the whole world in his hands talking about Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. 
Wyatt was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. But Vince can't not put Cena over. Vince can't stand no, people that's to get the over thing. without him. That's the thing. Vince can not put Cena over. Vince just chooses not to because he thinks, oh, the fans want Cena. He can sell merchandise. People will buy John Cena shirts. People fucking buy Bray Wyatt shirts. Anyway, back to Alistair. We are talking about Alistair, aren't we? <laughs> Rain it in. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. another track. God damn it. Every yeah. match he had in NXT was at least a four-star match. Yes. At least four stars. His matches with Andrade was incredible. His matches with Gargano and Champa were great. Never a bad match. And now that he's on AEW, he's fucking killing it already. Mm-hmm. Five-minute squash match with Cody. The match with Cody was exactly what... Okay, sorry for the silence. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck just happened at the house. But the match he had with Cody was exactly what needed to happen. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, not even the whole is Cody going to retire thing now because that... I'm not going to say who gives a shit, but you knew Cody was going to be going away to do filming for other stuff. Yeah. So the teasing retirement, if he's going to retire... Okay, if he's not going to retire and he's going to be back as soon as the recording and stuff for the Go Big Show, whatever the hell it is he's doing, is done, let him come back. Because, I mean, the same thing happened with Brody. When Brody came over, beat the shit out of Cody, Cody was gone for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like they said, and I'm going to bring it up again. Josh and I watch Wrestle Talk on YouTube. We watch it. Every day, they talk about some of the same stuff we talk about. Uh, but they're saying, when Brody when Brody beat Cody, Cody was laid out. And Brady got laid out also. And they were laying there, and the last shot was them, you know, laying on the entryway holding hands. This time, it's Cody gets laid out, gets pinned with one foot. And then he's up 10, 15 seconds later trying to announce his retirement. Yeah, Alistair, Malachi, Black, Tommy End, whatever the hell you want to call him right now. He comes back and he lays Cody out. Okay, that's all well and good. But as soon as it goes off air, he's back up again to take the other boot off and leave. Yeah. I mean... You could have saved that. You could have saved the retirement to where he got his ass kicked and he comes out to start the show this week. And he's like, you know, last week showed me blah, 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 whatever. And then he goes to... Sit the boots in the ring that he's already got off. He gets in the ring, lights go out, comes back on. As soon as he stands up from laying the sitting the boots down, black mass again, he's out again. And then they can go to commercial, get Cody out of there, and that's all you see Cody for the until he comes back from filming. Because I'm saying Cody can, st- Cody can still go and. 
Cody puts on hellacious matches. Oh, yeah. He does. That's why I don't think this is actually going to be a retirement. I think this is just a, I need a couple months off to film this stuff, and I'll be back. And it, has Brandy had the baby, or is she about no, she's had the baby. baby? She's had the baby. Ruby Riot. That's another one they... That one is another one they really fucked up with. Yep. She should have been... She should have more so been the face of the women's division, I think, instead of a Becky or a Charlotte or a... Good night, love you. Good night, kiddo. I love you. But yeah, she should have been, or could have been, face of the company instead of Charlotte, instead of Becky. I mean, she's... I think the only reason Vince didn't do it is because of the non-conventional look that she had. She wasn't the typical, you know, blonde, quote-unquote, pretty girl that Vince likes. But (laughs) she wasn't what Vince McMahon typically looked for in a female competitor. That's why I don't think she got the fair shake. But it's funny because today's generation, the younger generation, is going to go for that unconventional, the underdog, the unconventional, like, rocker chicks. Like, that's what's going to be over now. Yeah, but Vince is looking at her like she doesn't look like Trish Stratus. Nobody looks like Trish Stratus. She doesn't look like, you know, who else from that era? She doesn't look like Trish Stratus. She doesn't look like... Lita. Lita. She doesn't look like Candace Michelle. She doesn't look like Jillian Hall. She doesn't look like... I'm just coming up with names. I was glad to see Jillian Hall back, though. She don't look like Alicia Fox. She don't look like... Kelly Kelly, you know? It's she's no lay cool. Right. But fight me. Layla's one of the hottest women ever in WWE. I'm not gonna fight you on that. I love Layla. Exactly. Exactly. I mean I liked Lay Cool for what it was. This is great. Lay Cool was the iconics before the iconics. But the way better. <laughs> yeah, because they were over. Well, the iconics were over. They were just they did it first, and yeah, they did it better. But it's one of those and they got perfected it. <laughs> so, who's next on the list? Santana Garrett. She never made it past NXT, so I mean, you can't really say much. She started. She's been on, I mean, it was like twice that she got hired. I saw her on TV three times, I think, total. We should probably wait for Josh for the next ones. Oh, oh yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> Josh had to go put his son to bed, so we'll just kind of. We'll skip over those for now. Well, we'll go back to Ruby Riot okay. for a minute. They give her the Riot Squad. 
Which, if they would have done it right... That could have been the dominant force to go against the horsewomen. So, my creative thought process for the Riot Squad, minus, you know, Alexa kind of doing it, do the Gotham villainous type deal. I could see that. Liv Morgan do your Harley. Ruby be like the Selena Kyle Catwoman type deal. And then Sarah could be like your Ivy. Well, the only thing about that, Peyton already did the Ivy. See, I would have went Liv doing the, like you said, let Liv do the Harley Quinn. Yeah. And then... You give Sarah Logan, yes, it's a guy, but you give Ruby Riot the guy, too. You let Sarah Logan do, like, the Scarecrow gimmick. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that kind of, that fits her anyway. The, you know, the country, the kind of badass shit. My opinion, what they should have done with her when they brought her up was kept her as the crazy Mary Dobson type that she was doing. And make her sister Abigail. Yeah. They dropped the ball huge whenever they made her Sarah Logan and, you know, had her doing... I mean, what was she, a redneck chick when they first brought her up? That's all she was? Basically, Basically. Nydia without Jamie Noble? Basically. Or Mickey James and her cowboy thing. Right. But you give Sarah Logan the Scarecrow thing and Ruby Riot, like she did in the Rumble, is the fucking Joker. And you let them run with that. I mean, and then change it up. They go from them three and then they go and they're three, I would say three Marvel Marvel villains, but hell, DC had the better villains. I mean, if you go, if you go Marvel with M three, it would have to be Babyface, Heroes type. Heroines. Heroines, what goes in your veins? They're heroes. Did I just come back when we're talking about drugs? Man, what the fuck happened on this podcast while I was gone? Exactly. See. Well, we couldn't broach the next subject without you. Yeah, so we uh, went back. We talked about Santana Garrett. For a second, there wasn't okay. a whole lot to say. Uh, two or three times on TV, so we went back talking about Ruby some more and what they should have done with the Riot Squad. Gotcha. Now, go ahead to it. Oh God, Fandango and Breeze. Uh, my opinion, what they should do with them. Straight up, they need to go to Impact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fashion Police. They need to be the Fashion Police because the name that they were was Brizango, not the Fashion mm-hmm. Police. And I think they'll do great there. And uh, they could be Fashion Police Detective Tyler and Detective Johnny. Yeah. Detective Johnny or Detective or Curtis? Detective Tyler and Detective Curtis. 
I mean, it's perfect. And they go through and their first feud is with fucking Caleb Conley because he, you know, dressing all fashion-wise and yeah. they come through and they're like... He started, they start giving stuff to uh, fucking... They uh, start giving him... Janelle. Start giving them tickets. Yeah, Janelle and him tickets. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it fucking... The shit writes itself. Come on, give us jobs. Give me a job. I can write fucking wrestling shows. <laughs> but yeah, I I fucking love Brizango. Oh god, yes. they were, they were they, so entertaining, and they play off of each other so fucking. Oh, well. they have such good chemistry together. That that little when thing. Tyler Breeze wore the bald cap in the middle of the ring as the fucking janitor, janitor. guy. I mean, that's when you that's when you look at somebody and you're like, okay, he's gonna do whatever he has to do for mm-hmm. you know. He doesn't care. He's going to have fun doing whatever. And you can tell when they were doing that stuff that they were having so much fun. And that's when wrestling and storylines, it becomes relatable when you can see them having fun. When you see the heart behind the people, that's when it's the best. Yeah, and then Fandango is one of those guys who just naturally got over. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing people doing the Fandango dance. Exactly. That night after WrestleMania, done, done, done. It's the crowd singing and dancing the Fandango dance stopped multiple things. It wasn't just WrestleMania. It wasn't just the Raw after Mania. It was fucking football and basketball games. You could hear it, you know, over whatever else was going on. It was like in the top ten of iTunes downloads. (laughs) I mean, it was fucking... Just videos of people, entire subway trains of people dancing the Fandango dance. But that's just it. You had Fandango and the multiple dance partners every night. Like, Prince Pretty Angle with Tyler. The Then you bring them together. And I was happy and sad at the same time when Tyler Breeze got brought up to the main roster. He was so over. He was, he was Emily's favorite wrestler. He deserved it, but you just didn't know where it was going to go. He was Emily's favorite wrestler. That's what me and Emily. Uh, we started when we first started getting close. It was over watching wrestling together. Mm-hmm. You know, we would sit down and we had we had the network, so we could watch NXT whenever. And that's what we would watch. And she was enamored with Tyler Breeze. So whenever the... Because he's her, but male. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we uh, heard the rumor that he was going to be Summer Rae's new boyfriend in the feud with Ziggler. So we're recording and she was so happy when when she showed up or when he showed up on SmackDown. To confront, I mean, her eyes this big. I mean, you know, tears. You know, know, I mean, it was awesome. And then taking her to the live show, and then seeing him walk through, and she's holding her Tyler Breeze sign, and we get his attention. He looks up and sees it, and like the look on his face was like, "Holy shit, somebody likes me!" (laughs) You know, I mean, he had a big smile on his face, and she excited because, oh my god, he looked at my sign. You know, I mean. I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, he was so over. He was so good. I mean, 
And then they put them together, and that was just fucking magic. And then the stupid fashion files that they started doing, they just were so fucking great and got over. Like, the whole thing where they tried to figure out who did the pie at Kevin Owens. That was great. But even, who was it, that was it both of them that got injured and left for a minute, and then they dropped down to NXT again? I think it was Fandango. Fandango got hurt. And then they went to NXT. And Tyler went down to NXT, and then Fandango came back and saved Tyler. And then they put him back together on NXT. I went through the whole shop thing when he did the whole, like, brunette hair, and it was, like, so much better than the blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, who's next? We need to... Nice. Vince didn't know what to do with the cruiserweights. I mean, it's simple as that. You can say that with every cruiserweight on that list. So him, what's that, Davari? Davari, the next Andre, one. Gray. The Singh Brothers. The Singh, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Stallion. Arturo Ruas. That could have been a badass MMA game. I so said that wrong. <laughs> it's okay. We didn't mean to blow through the cruiserweights. Tony Nese, apparently he was backstage at... In uh, AEW the other night, he'd do great there. I, he would, and I, I mean, could see him in a Brian Cage, being a little doing good together and something together. That could be something. Stop. <laughs> Stop, <Ow>. Will. <laughs> he did it. I thought it. It's not my fault. I could see them doing like the the thing they did in. Uh, Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it, with uh, fucking fucking Scott Steiner and Petey Williams. Oh. Where it was Big Papa Pump and Little Papa Pump. Little Petey Pump, yeah. I could see him doing the same kind of a thing with them two. With Brian Cage being the huge and everything, and Tony Nese being cut up and ripped and everything, but not as big as Brian Cage is. Brian himself, guys, book it. Uh, was it August Gray? Wasn't that Kurt Stallion? August Gray sings. The Sing Brothers didn't have anything after genders. Tyler Run. Gender. And then Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion on NXT a couple times. August Gray could have had something. I could have seen his gimmick get over, but <coughs> they didn't put him on TV. I mean, he was. I can't remember what he went as on a, in Evolve. It was still the AG. I remember that because they kept because he had that on all his gear. So when they brought him up, they did the same thing. Uh, I could have seen him getting that over. Uh, as for Ruas, like you said, he could have been the badass MMA guy. What did I say? Two fit. Uh, Twenty fifteen is when they signed him. So, yeah, so he sat around for six years. Six years, didn't do much. I could see that being like a house cleaning thing. Uh, So, next is Marina and Killian. We we talked about them already. Matt Martell. Okay, Matt Martell and uh, his partner. Chase. Chase Parker. Yeah, Everrise. They basically saved Vince's ass. When the pandemic first started, you had never heard of these guys, and they're having to, you know, they're having to go 
on Raw in the middle of the pandemic, as soon as it starts, no crowd to play off of. Mm-hmm. And you can't say they got over. I mean, they got over. But you can't really say they got over because there was no crowd there to give them the reaction. They did very well. They saved Vince's ass. And how do they get repaid? Sent down to NXT to not do shit. And then released. And they waited their 30 days and they made their AEW debut in kind of a tryout match that went very well. Yeah. Uh, it was them two and another, I can't remember his name, but it was them three against uh, Darby, Eddie Kingston, and John Moxley. They got a good little showing. And, you know, got to interact with Sting there for a minute. And, yeah. You know, I mean. And then Darby killed him almost. <laughs> if, they get, if they get signed, awesome. If not, go to Impact. Yep. You know, go to Impact, go to Ring of Honor, you know, just something to where you stay out there because they they have talent and like we or like I said, they save Vince's ass, so they deserve something in return. Uh the next person I saw was Bray Wyatt. The most shocking of them all. One hundred and fifty percent, yes. Uh Again, a guy that has made a name for himself by being so damn fucking creative. Gimmick after gimmick. You fuck over the Wyatt family. He comes back with this fiend Firefly Funhouse. Kills that. They fuck that over. This guy is a fucking wrestling genius. He's a mastermind of creativity. I guarantee you he's got gimmicks just lined up that he can fucking do right now. I mean, you knew he was going to be a good wrestler. Look who his dad is. Yeah. Yes. You knew he was going to be a good wrestler. Look at his family line. I mean, Mike Rotundo being his dad. Barry Windham being right there basically his whole fucking life. I mean, he was named because, after him, for God's sakes. Well, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham. Uh, Hulk Hogan's Real American Ring music was written for them too. They were a tag team in WWF. And that music was written for them. They were... I don't remember what they were going as because I was fucking young. I just remember them as a tag team and I remember that was supposed to be their song. Uh, Hogan got it instead. But that song was written for them. Wow. So, I mean... You know, the family lineage is there. US Express. There you go. I was thinking American Express, but that's a fucking credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Never steal home without it. Willie Mays Hayes said that in one of the Major League movies. But yeah, the uh, he's fucking good. Like you said, he's got the mind. He knows what he's doing. He can come up with all these genius fucking ideas for not only himself, but I'm sure he was most of the creative behind... Uh, bringing Brian Danielson as a part of the Wyatt family and bringing in Randy Orton as a part of the Wyatt family. And then the fucking House of Horrors match that him and Orton had that was so fucking horrible with the 
video projector shit onto the ring of the fucking bugs and whatever the fuck else they did. If they'd have let that just be a normal thing, yeah, I think it would have been better. But yeah, that was. If they would have done that like they did the fucking backlot brawl with Piper and Gold Dust, where they film half of it on location at that fucking creepy ass house. Mm-hmm. And they fight through that, and it was more than just fucking doll heads hanging from the goddamn ceiling. Just have a creepy looking house and just fucking fight in it. You don't have to have no extra shit in there. I mean, you can have extra shit, just the doll head thing was stupid. It was, it wasn't even like it was old creepy dolls. It was all like, they went to the dollar store the day of and just bought every baby doll in the fucking store. (laughs) And ripped their fucking heads off and hung them up. But, I mean, let them fight it out. Let them fight towards something. I mean, make it... I mean, I know the whole fucking magical, mystical teleporting shit is, you know, it's old, stupid, and played out, but that's something you could have done just for that match where they're fighting at the house and then all of a sudden they go... They go through this magical door and it fucking throws them through somewhere backstage. Because, I mean, when they did the backlot brawl at Mania, they start fighting on the backlot. Then they jump in cars and they have, like, clips of the cars driving to the arena. And then they had to fill in different matches in between them driving and them getting to the arena and everything. Yeah. Last on the list is Flair. Uh, Flair, it surprises and doesn't surprise me all at the same time. Well, he asked, too. He asked, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's good that they did grant him his release that since he wanted to go. But, I mean, they didn't... They're they didn't have anything going. The stupid shit with... Lacey Evans, he hates Lacey that. Evans. He did not like that. He was very uncomfortable with that. And also, the man doesn't want to retire. He wants to have one more run. He even said that. So, and you know, Vince ain't going to clear his ass to wrestle. We'll take him off in that damn ring. Which, to be fair, I'd, I'd hope to God Tony Khan wouldn't either. <laughs> I, I could see... Unless we're getting, like, the horsemen back together. I could see something happen to where it's... FTR and Tully against Babyface Tag Team and Flair. What Babyface? Fucking Varsity Blondes. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's one of those... Uh, was it Griff Garrison? Griff Garrison is on, bro. I always want to call him Cliff. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like old guy's name. I know, but yeah, Garrison and fucking Pillman Jr. You know, have them just talking backstage one day and, you know, Flair walk in and Pillman does the whole, you know, sir, thank you for everything you did for my dad and for my family. And then, you know, Flair's just right there and, oh, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then it leads into FTR and Tully walking up and, you know, just berating the two blondes and Rick's like hey hey you know chill out these guys are young don't know anything they don't know any better blah 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 whatever and then 
Flair's there to fucking, you know, tutor him and teach him and everything. And then uh, FTR jumps Flair one day. I mean, you know they ain't scared of doing stuff to legends. They put fucking Ricky Morton through a table. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about FTR. I'm just talking about AEW in general. Ricky can take a hell of a bump. Yeah, Ricky Morton, though, is... <laughs> I mean, Ricky Morton can do a fucking... Canadian Destroyer. Canadian Destroyer now. So, I mean, Ricky... <laughs> that motherfucker, man. That's one of the coolest motherfuckers to hang out with. I'm telling you. But, yeah, I mean... Just some kind of a, a six-man deal to where, you know, Flair doesn't have to do a lot. Tully doesn't have to do a lot. Yep. You get the blondes over as a... You know, not really established team because it's not going to establish them. It's just going to... But it'll make them more legit. Right. It'll help legitimize. That's the word I was trying to come up with. It'll help kind of legitimize them and everything they're doing. So that goes back to the newest round from NXT. (sighs) Bronson. Okay, Bronson Reed. He was doing... Dark tryout matches, fucking main event matches. And I mean, the show main event, not like main event of the show, but... Still, he was on... He was on fucking TV. Him and... uh, Cross were... Mm -hmm. They were supposed to be the next two call-ups, so... Why the hell they did that? I mean, hell, he was... He was pitching to be another Samoan in the dynasty to put the... Because he even said, you know, the, uh, hey, Intercontinental title's not with the bloodline. I'm there. Right. So, I mean, that was, out of all the names, that was probably the biggest shock to me. Over Bobby? Yeah, because after they split up the Undisputed Era, the only thing he had was the kind of background player in the feud with Roderick Strong and Kushida. And when they released uh, Tyler Rust in that, the other member of the Diamond Mine, there was no point in having the extra. Uh, Mercedes Martinez? Mercedes was a shock because, well, I mean, I say she was a shock, but... But she's one of the veterans. She's one of the older... Yeah, she is one of the older ones, and it makes half sense of why they would get rid of her, but on the same token, she could be there to help with the training of the new people coming in. She could teach, and she could do that, because, I mean, hell, that's... Honestly, if I could do anything in wrestling right now, that's what it would be, would you go and try to teach? Who else is on the new list? Kona Reeves? Kona Reeves couldn't get over. I mean, he had... He had go-away heat. I mean, he would come on screen and people just didn't care. It wasn't that they didn't like him. It wasn't that... He wasn't good because, I mean, he was decent. Uh, The finish... His finisher, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I mean, the weird Samoan drop deal where he dropped them on their face somehow. <laughs> but I mean, 
he wasn't horrible. He never did anything bad. It's just you come out here and your whole gimmick is I'm the finest. I didn't like his finisher either. It was like a reverse Samoan drop. I just said that. <laughs> you weren't in here, but I just said that. The, I said the weird Samoan drop thing where he dropped you on your face somehow. <laughs> Leon Ruff? That, him beating Gargano for the North American title, then his feud with Swerve Scott and yeah. Hit Row and shit, you know, that... Those were his highlights, and I mean, he did get engaged, or they're married now, or they're still just engaged and hadn't got married yet to the one referee chick there in NXT. So, I mean, he at least got something out of the deal. Stephon Smith? I don't think he ever made it to TV. Stephon... Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. I could say that was a surprise. Uh, Just because he was featured in the Cruiserweight tournament they had. But again, Vince doesn't know how to do shit with Cruiserweights. True. But the fact that the Cruiserweights got put down on to NXT... Because yeah, that's when that's when they brought him in was the Cruiserweight tournament on NXT. It wasn't the... So let me explain how pissed off I kind of am with the whole NXT releases. Triple H had no say in any of it. No. They didn't tell me it was Vince, Bruce, and John Johnny Ace. But NXT is Triple H's. Exactly. That just proves right there. No, it's not. It's Vince's. As bad as it sounds, as bad as, you know. But yeah, NXT is supposed to be Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Road Dogg. It's them three running the show. So, I'm wondering, is it a jealousy thing? It's Vince McMahon being pissed off. That he doesn't know how to run a show anymore. Well... But is it that he's pissed off over that, or that is he pissed off because AEW is actually competition, and he wanted to shoot them down? I was talking to uh, John today. He called me earlier this morning. I was talking to him, and he said, uh, "Bully Ray told the story on Busted Open Radio that uh, when Vince McMahon redid ECW, got the last little bit of juice out of that that he could before he killed it." Uh, he said that uh, Vince McMahon stopped him in the hallway they had this long conversation and one of the things that stuck out in that conversation he said perception is not always reality so he had dementia no it's (laughs) like with the ECW thing it's like he's redoing ECW that was the perception. He's redoing it. When in reality, he was... Killing it. Yeah. He was trying to get the last laugh. So, with NXT, they move NXT from the network to USA to go in direct competition with AEW. But supposedly, it wasn't because he wanted to beat AEW. It's because he wanted to take viewers away. 
technically he did. Because whenever they would run on different nights, because of one reason or another, both their ratings would go up. So he's like, so Bully Ray was like, so the perception is they lost the war with AEW, so that's why they tucked tail and ran to Tuesday. When in reality, you know, it might be something completely different. So now it looks, the perception is Vince is gutting NXT and changing everything as a rash decision because of AEW beating them. Is that why Vince is doing this? Or is he saying, we don't need to invest in guys that we can't bring up to the main roster and do anything with. We need to get young people. But that's why you make NXT a brand of its own. You don't, you make it a main brand. You don't use it as developmental, which is what they were, they did pretty much. That's what they did and that's how they, that's how everything was going. And then when it lost to AEW, Vince is like, well, this isn't worth it. And even if you do have these 20-something guys that are homegrown and bred, if it's the same treatment as it is now, they get called up to the main roster and you don't know what the hell to do with them, then your goal from the start is just pointless at that. after that. If it's supposed to be be developmental, it doesn't need to be on national TV. No. It doesn't need to be televised anywhere except maybe a local. So, since we're talking about this right now, so if they're going to do this rebranding of NXT and do this development, does that mean they're going to get rid of all the titles, get rid of all this, and it's going to go back to the rookie and pro and all this? No, because it's... No, because developmental is not the rookie and pro thing. That was just a TV show for them. That was Tough Enough. Yeah, that was basically the new Tough Enough was how they did NXT. They, They called it the NXT Rookies and Pros. That... That was never anything except let's just get these guys on TV. That was honestly one of the stupidest things ever. <coughs> uh, making them run around the ring carrying a beer keg. Why? To see Titus fall? Hell, he does that trying to get in the ring anyway. <laughs> the only good thing that really ever came out of Tough Enough was D. Brad Miss. Yeah. Their feud, I mean, just the fact that they could keep it going from the the way it started on there, yeah. Yeah. But no, developmental, true developmental is what OVW was. Mm-hmm. What Deep South was. FCW. Yeah, FCW, but that's... That's when it started getting bigger and they changed it and rebranded it to NXT. But I mean, yeah, that's that's what the developmental is. It's where they get the guys and they send them down on this on the actual developmental contract, not a NXT contract where they're actually making money. They go on this developmental contract where they still don't hardly make shit. But it's not everybody is under a developmental contract. Uh, I mean, you would go through and on a show with 20 people, 20 workers backstage, six of them might have a contract. And the other ones are just the local indie guys that are on the show. 
So, speaking of local indie guys, you want to talk about the one on the list that sucks for all of us? Anthony Henry? Asher Hill? Whatever they were fucking calling him? That... Dude is a fucking star, man. He's good. He's, you know, another one that's cool as shit. Cool to hang out with and everything. Uh, The thing that sucks most about all that is, you know uprooting family and moving. I mean, he moved from, you know, middle Georgia uh, where he was living down there. Yep. And then, I mean, this was just January he got signed. Yep. Signed in January, moves down there, released in August. You know, all because he's five, six inches too short. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, if you want to go just the big guys, hell, Brian Danielson would have never been there. Nope. Rey Mysterio. Damn show wouldn't have been there. Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels. Kalisto. Kalisto. I mean. Any of Lucha House Party. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And the thing is, when you have the developmental, some guys come through it and you're just like, yeah, okay, this guy. I mean, some of the guys that came through Ohio Valley, Batista, Randy Orton, John Cena. I mean, yeah, Sheldon, Brock, you know. uh, That was a third class. The Haas brothers. You know what I mean? Guys like that that came through different places like that. Uh, you go down deep south. Heath Slater came from down there. I mean, you know, you never know who is actually going to make it and who's not going to make it. But you go through and you have them fighting tooth and nail, wrestling every week in front of a live crowd trying to get better. And you have them working through the week with the coaches down there trying to get better. So, I mean, it's... The performance center makes it... Easier just because they're all concentrated in one area. They have the coaches that can watch them and everything. But trying to put on a developmental show and trying to have it get ratings, it's not going to. Because you're going to have two guys that are greener than fucking goose shit trying to wrestle each other. I mean, as good as they are, Randy Orton and Batista both first starting out in the fucking developmentals against each other. I mean, that probably wasn't the greatest match ever. I mean, you know, Lawler's uh, Memphis, that was developmental for a little while. Smoky Mountain was developmental for a little while. Uh... I mean, other people coming through developmental that came through. Uh, the Basham brothers, they both came developmental. Uh, Eugene. Nick Dinsmore was a fucking star in developmental. They bring him up and give him the Eugene gimmick. So, I mean, it's hit or miss because, I mean, you have other guys that went developmental. Uh, you guys remember Baracus? 
Oh, shit. Yeah, he was one of the developmental guys. Uh, Kenny Omega was a developmental guy. He was in Deep South. Uh, speaking of Deep South, uh, Jody Hamilton. Yes. Uh, he passed away last week. Uh, you know, one of the masked assassins, Jody Hamilton, ran Gorilla for a lot of companies, Nick Patrick's dad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, definitely. A big loss to the wrestling world. Yeah, I know if Ben did a lot of work in Deep South, so he probably, he would be able to talk about him a little better than any of us could, so we may let Ben say something about him if he's here next week. But uh, who else is on the list of NXT, or was that it? That was pretty much it. The pretty other ones I've never really heard of, Zachary Smith, and which, of course, I didn't. Well, a lot of those names were never saw TV. TV. They were just the random, still trying to get on, still trying to prove themselves, still trying to learn. Maybe they were the ones that just weren't progressing. Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Desmond Troy, Zachary Smith, and Giants Uh, Ari Sterling, that does surprise me. He was, uh, I can't remember what he was going as on the indies. But he was fucking phenomenal. And he may have had one or two matches on NXT. I just remember, I used to get on Twitter and I'd scroll through and see him. He was the one that uh, a lot of his moves were named after Taco Bell menu items. (laughs) That's great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody that got released... There were some surprises. There were some you could see. There were some that really didn't matter. And then there were some you're just like, what the fuck were they thinking? And all in all, I think a lot of these guys, <clears throat> majority of them will go and they'll be fine elsewhere. And they're going to make, you know, everybody regret, hey, y'all fucked up. This is what I can do for real. And then there's, you know, the other ones that got released. You know, maybe they didn't have anything else to fall back on indie wrestling-wise. Maybe they were just... Because I know they'll go out and they'll scout and they'll see a football player who's got some size and like, hey, come train with us. They're going to see fitness model woman here. Hey, come train with us. Even though we're supposed to be getting away from that. The thing is, that's what's going to happen more and more now because they're not wanting the wrestlers. They're wanting... Entertainers. No, it's not that they're wanting entertainers or characters. They're not wanting people that have trained on the indies. They're wanting to get the homegrown, the big. I mean, most people who train indies nowadays aren't that big. I mean, you know from going to indie shows around the area, 90% of them are between 5'6 and 5'11. You know, every now and then you'll get the ones that are. Over six foot. But most of them are in the mid five foot yeah. range. I mean, hell, I'm five seven. I was five eight when I started wrestling, but I'm five seven. 
Josh is like what four three? I am five two. <laughs> five With two. High I think heels I'm taller. Than, I think me and Ray Mysterio are the same size. Ray Mysterio is two inches taller than you. He's five four. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean. You know, I'm an average height guy in the Indies around this area. And like I said, I'm 5'7", five, 5'8", five, depending on what shoes I'm wearing at the time, probably. Y'all think women... What the <laughs> fuck? I hit a button, sorry. <laughs> Y'all think women... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're going to go out and they're going to find these college athletes that don't make it to the pro in whatever sport they're playing. And they're going to be like, hey, come train over here. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. I mean, Rick Steiner's son, they brought him to NXT and they're going to train him. Will that work? He's a big motherfucker that looks a lot like his dad. Mm -hmm. Possibly. If it works, great. If not, they'll release him and he'll go get a job somewhere else, whether it be in wrestling or out of wrestling. So I, I mean, think, I just think that Vince is relying too much on the legacy, and of course, is I mean, look, he's got Cena coming back, which is fine. Which I'm surprised Cena's not getting a bunch of shit right now for what he said the other night. What about Vince relying on the? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because he's right, and nobody can say anything to the contrary. No. I mean, he's even saying himself, yeah, the nostalgia of the older people you bring in, that's going to bring in viewers, but what happens when they can't do it anymore and you don't have anybody else built up to take that spot? Why do you keep booking the one that you know can't do it anymore? Fucking Goldberg. That nostalgia pop when he first comes back? Cool. But when you get a 30-second fucking match, what good is it? That's the thing. Vince thinks it's good because he's like, oh, people are going to love this, pal. They they love it when Goldberg comes out. Cool. He knocked his own dumbass unconscious in the last match he was in. <laughs> he knocks himself fucking stupid before he has a fucking match. <laughs> he hits about the damn locker and busts himself open. I mean, it's like I said on last week's podcast, Goldberg's not good. He's never been good. It's all been Mystique, Smoke, and Mirrors because he had the short matches. They covered all that up. So, I mean, they're going to have to get some homegrown talent from somewhere, but the thing is, every time they bring somebody up that could be that next big star, they fuck them over, they shit on them, and, you know, let them go. Or if they get themselves over, they don't like that, and they piss on them. Vince doesn't like him, so he gets themselves over. Or they get a good gimmick, and they come up with their own gimmick, and they run it, and then they take it from them and give it to somebody else. And I'm going to say it right now. I feel bad for Alexa Bliss. I do, too. She's a good worker. She's got a good character, but she's getting all the flack. She's getting, she's getting the flack for Bray's release. She's getting all the flack for Bray's release. And she was the first one to say, oh, my God, I feel so horrible. Why did he get released? Yeah. She was the first one. To well, that's like Randy Orton was, too. For 
Henry being gone show all of them like everybody that he had that interaction with that one legend not or whatever <laughs> they're, they're, all all they're all in AEW yeah so just look back look at it look at Orton's feuds who's gonna be Keith Lee will be released next <laughs> and then Riddle after that but, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Alexa, she has Strowman, she had Bray. I mean, hell, yeah. Well, Orton and Orton and Alexa teamed up on Bray on that one. That, that's what happened there. <laughs> he got the double whammy. <laughs> now, Orton's wife going to whoop Alexa's ass for him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking melting him. That was the greatest thing ever. Like, I was like, oh, God. Wait, I, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, Orton's wife's going to kill her. Oh, God. <laughs> and then on Twitter the next day, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the work, honey. But I don't think Orton's wife really would go. I, I think she's just there for the fun of it. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing the shit long enough. She knows it's all... She knows She'll all just drown his ass in the pool. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, that was people that got released in WWE this year. 40 to... Well, no. It was 42. Didn't you say 42? And then 12 more? So 54 people. Yeah. 55. There's 13 in NXT. Too damn many. 55 people that, you know, wake up wake up one day thinking, all right, I got to go to work. And then to they're like, never from, mind. Hey, no, you're gone. I've got a list and you're on it. Sorry, I don't want to do this. I just got a job to do. Well, no, it ain't even, I feel bad about this. I got a job to do. I mean, this is, especially the 13 that just got released from NXT, they even told them, hey, this is due to rebranding. They didn't even try to go budget cuts with them. They're like, hey, uh, you don't fit what we're doing with NXT now. But it's okay. They've only got 30 day. Yep, so the I'm telling you right now, Triple H needs to challenge Vince to a match for control of WWE. And then legit take fucking control of it and say, fuck you, Vince. That only happened when he died. <laughs> well, well, I feel like what's going to happen, I think there's going to be some legitimate heat between Vince and Triple H. And guess there's gonna there be needs some, to be. And guess there's going to be some smack dab in the middle of it. Stephanie? Yep. Well, the thing is, there's... But I also think Stephanie will side with Hunter. I do too, but I think there's going to be legit heat now just because of what he just did with NXT and how he's take basically saying, yeah, NXT's yours, but you're going to run it the way I want you to run it. Which is basically what he just did but with all those releases. Yeah. You're going to run your show the way I want you to do it. Which sucks because NXT was progressively better than main roster shows. There was times I, we looked forward to TakeOver more than we did Raw, uh, main roster pay-per-views. Well, say, All right, hell, this coming, this month, this TakeOver is going to be better than SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And this should very well be the very last TakeOver, too. Oh, I guarantee it will be. Well, I don't think it'll be the last TakeOver. I think it'll be the last TakeOver worth watching. Because by the next... Uh, 
I had an ESPN alert, or not ESPN, but Major League Baseball pop-up alert. Didn't know what it was. It just said, somebody goes down and gets one. (laughs) (laughs) The way he was looking at it, I thought you were going to say, oh shit, another release. No, he was talking about somebody getting a ground ball. It just said, goes down and gets one. I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... No, depending on how quick they put these changes into NXT that they're wanting to do, because they're going complete rebrand. It wouldn't surprise me if he changed the name, but he's going new logo, new everything. So, I mean, this could be the last true good takeover, because the next one coming up would be around the time of Survivor Series. So you've got three months before before the next takeover would be. So all these changes could happen by then and just be a total, complete shit show. I mean, you go from Samoa Joe carrying Cross in the main event to, you know, two guys you've never heard of, but they're developmental, they're tall, and they're jacked. So they're going to be in the main event. After probably having a month worth of training, because you know they're not going to have time to get guys in there and completely train them. No, they're going to push them fast and fast track them. And to go with releases, uh, contracts expiring. Daniel Bryan, he let his contract expire. Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's contract is close to being up. Adam Cole's contract has expired. He signed the extension just through to take over. So, I mean, Vince McMahon met with Adam Cole, so you don't know what was said in the meeting there. You just know there's Raw and SmackDown both pitching ideas to him to see which one he'd rather take. Well, the rumor is that all they did was offer him money. They didn't offer him any big pushes. So, hopefully he doesn't take it if that's true. I don't want your fucking money. I want to be featured. So, if you're not going to feature me, I'll go somewhere where they will feature me. I mean, not only that, go be with your woman, dude. Yeah, you want to go be with your friends? All your buddies are there. But, uh, yeah, guys, that's pretty much all we can say about the stupid shit WWE's doing right now. Uh, I mean, you could say more, but it wouldn't do any good. Nobody, nobody in WWE gives two shits what the fans think anyway. It's all what Vince McMahon wants, and if he's wanting to do this, he's going to do it. He doesn't care what people you want to see push, what people you want to have stay in the company. Hell, I'll make a list of people I want to see released, you know? Here, Vince, release these guys and then get these guys and push them. I mean, so many guys on the roster they're not doing anything with and have to be thinking, God, am I going to be next? Yeah, it's going to be a horrible feeling. Or hell, even guys they are doing stuff with because, you know, with Bray and Bronny, like, oh, nobody's fucking safe. I'm the top star, but... Well, it ain't even with Bray, because Bray had been out for a while. Bray was out for a while, injured. He gets released two days after he's cleared to come back. They said they were waiting on him to be not injured before they let him go. And then you go through and... You know, Strowman being released right after being in the main event. So, I mean, you got to look back at the main events of the last few pay-per-views and being like, okay, which one of those guys would he look at and be like, okay, I need to let them go? I 
So, uh. Hey, Stephanie McMahon only has a contract through October of this year. Hey. Stephanie McMahon to AW confirmed. <laughs> oh, that would be some shit. <laughs> Stephanie Levesque to AW. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll let you listen to listen to what we had to say. We'll be we'll be right back to close this show out. And uh... fuck you, mean what? Paige contracted through twenty twenty three. Yeah, she. Re-signed. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know she resigned. She re-signed after she got hurt. Undertaker through 2034. That's going to be coming up like, right? Yeah. Like, mind. If you're the last fucking wrestler on this roster, you will be mine. Bill Goldberg, two matches a year till 2023. Fuck him. God, let's hurry up and get to 2023. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back, guys. Good God. Okay, and we're back. Josh, what do you think about the episode? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no. I, I mean, that, we could have said a lot more about some of those guys. We could have probably went. I mean, there. It was a five hour episode if we did. We could have done a whole episode on Wyatt. Yep. Because you got to think, you're lopping in Strowman in there. So, I mean, we could have done an entire episode on that, but... I mean, just going through... You know, these guys, like we said, they'll be okay. I mean, WWE's not the only... Not the only game in town anymore. I mean... Cody and the Young Bucks proved you can make a living on the indies. I mean, there were some people that refused to sign with WWE because they were making so much on the indies. They didn't want to take a pay cut to go to WWE and be in NXT. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like anybody, any of those are going to be hurting for money. They'll, you know, they'll be perfectly all right. Uh, so before we get out of here, uh, all the time you got the positivity, got a pop at the end. So, uh, no overexcitement this time. We get a pop. You are going to wake children up and then everybody in this house going to kill your ass. So if Josh isn't on the episode next week, (laughs) you know why? He probably about six and a half foot under. <laughs> but, uh, Will, what you got for a positive on this very negative episode? <laughs> yeah. So, my positive is I got some great news in the mail. My chapter 13 is officially done. Just waiting for all the final payments to go through. Hell yeah. Yep, that's a good thing right there. Yep. Definitely a good thing right there. <laughs> I go this past weekend. I mean, even though it was pretty hot, we had a blast camping we with did. family. 
We, all the people was there, you know, all the people that we loved was there. We had fun, you know, we made some memories. The damn mayflies can go the hell on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> damn ices were the shit. The only mishap we had was the raccoon. Yeah, raccoon eating. <laughs> and the dogs, werewolves that kept getting out of the, yeah. everywhere we tried to put them. <laughs> but all in all, it was a fun time. And we're definitely going to go again soon in cooler weather. Uh, mine is, uh, kids started back to school this week. Yesterday was their first day. You know, it's, they're actually getting to go to school. They're not having to do digital digital for now. I mean, that could change. That could change at any minute, but, uh, you know, we are in North Georgia so we're in the Chattanooga, North Georgia area, so we get news from every both places and everybody seems to be gung ho to just go to school. Uh it's the South, so But it also depends on cases and their rising. And well, it's the South, so you know, people down here don't believe in vaccines and they think it's the devil, so not everybody's trying to get them. I haven't got mine yet, but that's not because I don't want to. I'm going to. Yep. I got mine, so. Got mine. Well, I mean, you both know the reason why I didn't get mine any sooner was because I wanted to see how people around me would react because I almost died from a flu shot. Yes. So I I wasn't fucking around with anything when it comes to anything like that. I got, had one flu shot in my life and got deathly sick, like in bed for a week and a half sick. So, yeah, kids back in school. Uh, If you're listening to this when we first post it, this coming Saturday, uh, August 14th, is FarleyCon. Uh, Josh and I will definitely be there the entire time. Uh, Jennifer, my wife, is going to be selling the FarleyCon shirts. So if you guys come to FarleyCon, come say, hey, we listen to y'all's dumbasses on the podcast. <laughs> Make sure you do better next time. Uh, you know, tell us you like it. Tell us tell us you like us. Tell us you hate us. You know, whatever. Give us some kind of reaction. Uh, if you do like us, tell people about us. You know, the episode we did last week... Granted, we've been gone for a while, so people are probably like, they're not going to do anymore, so they unsubscribe from us. So It was slightly off the rails. We're always off the rails, though. Yeah, but that one was real, real. <laughs> but, I mean, we only had, as of recording this right now, we only had 20 people listen to the episode last week. So if it stays that, that's going to be our lowest rated podcast that we've had. So we don't want that, especially if we're going to come back and try to do better and do more. So listen to us, tell your friends, hey, listen to these dumbasses, they're funny as shit. Their Alexa goes off without warning. Ain't that right, bitch? <laughs> yeah, of course she's not going to say anything. As soon as I hit the stop button, bitch started talking to us. But now that we're trying to record and get her on there because it was a good laugh last week. Yeah, she ain't. Alexa don't like you. Alexa's a bitch. What do you got to say about that, Alexa? Bitch.
Now she's fucking mine. Again, she don't even... Good God. But, uh... If Ben is back next week, I've got an idea. Oh. It's actually a really good idea. Uh, one of mine and Benjamin's favorite movies of all time is Ready to Rumble. Mm-hmm. So instead of just doing an episode about Ready to Rumble, I think we need to just talk about pro wrestling in TV mm-hmm. and movies. Okay. We can do that. Because, I mean, there's... I don't know where you can find it. I don't know if it's anywhere. If it is, you guys need to watch it. It's a movie called Body Slam. What you... Don't get. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, why the hell are you throwing up fists at me he get, for? He get pissed at the time. I said, I said, Body Slam is a good movie, and you're just like, I'll fuck you, I'll fight you over that one. Body Slam is like, no, Body Slam is good. It's the precursor to the rock and wrestling part. It's you know Roddy Piper and uh, old school. Uh, I believe he was still going as the Tonga Kid. You know, oh, uh, Fatu Rikishi. Okay. So, uh, if we can find that somewhere, y'all need to watch that before we come next week. So, I mean, I think it'll be a good Hell, topic. I'm gonna have to watch Ready to Rumble again. I ain't seen that shit in years. I know. I can't. <laughs> you got to buy it or rent it. It ain't, yeah. I got a website. I ain't got to do shit. <laughs> I got a website. Ready to Rumble's on Pornhub? <laughs> Might not be the right one. But <laughs> yeah, it's featured in China. No. Maybe. <laughs> Necrophiliac is never good. <laughs> okay, with that comment, we're going to go ahead and end the show this week. Uh, like us, give us some five stars. We got one five star review on Apple Podcasts. So if you go listen to Apple Podcasts, <laughs> give us some five stars. Maybe Josh can learn to throw things in the trash can. What the hell are you making so much noise for? We're trying to close the podcast. Motherfucker. <laughs> what the? Okay, for the Turn the Buckle podcast, this may be the last episode because Josh, well, we might have to kill Josh, and then one of us going to be in jail, the other one going to be dead, and oh God, man. it's bedtime, y'all. Good night, guys. Okay, before the Turn the Buckle podcast, I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox, Will Clark. Peace out, fuckers.